Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. So, welcome to the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show. Just Sean Palmer here today, no Seth Gamins, and you're wondering why you may hear some background noise. Well, I'm walking in New York on this, well, rainy day here, Tuesday, the last Tuesday in September in 2018. I'm here, you're there, and you could call in at 760 Seven six zero two eight three zero eight four six. Unfortunately, Seth had a little bit of a family issue this evening, so it's just me solo for a half hour. Half the sh- half the host, half the show, and we'll see what we can get through in this half hour because there's been a lot of sports. We're up to the last week in the Major League Baseball season. There's been we're going to get to the fourth week of the NFL season. NBA is right around the corner, NCAA as well is right around the corner, and my Syracuse Orange look good, both in college football and in the basketball season upcoming. Again, 760-283-0846. We're going to go until 8 o'clock tonight, half the show, half the host. That's the way you get it. Or until I stop talking. One of the two could happen at any point. So feel free to call in. Again, 760-283-0846. So the way that I describe this show on the website, both Facebook and Twitter, is that I am a frustrated individual. And every time I get a good start to a season with my sports teams, they just collapse. And as I was talking with my buddy Mike Smith today, the Mets were the first case this year. The Mets start out at 12-2 and I'm a really happy camper. I said, there's no way, no way that the Mets could finish under 500, right? There's no way. You finish, you start 12 and 2, you go 500 the rest of the way, and you're at, well, there are 162 games. You're finishing up with 94 wins, ladies and gentlemen. 94 wins. 93, 94, somewhere in there. 12 and 2. But no, 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 not my Mets, not the Amazons. Nope, nope, nope. Now, what would be amazing is if the Mets could come back from their come back 15 games in the last week over the Braves and take over. Yeah, you see, that would be amazing. But no, 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 that doesn't happen. Good things. We're not entitled to good things as Mets fans. So 12 and two, a little bit of a disappointment for the Mets as we are now finishing with approximately 74 wins. Now, why is that disappointing? Well, beyond the fact that it's 74 wins, I have said this time and time again about my teams. They suck, but they don't suck enough. And unlike the Jets, who were able to parlay a couple of picks in the draft to move up and get Sam Darnold, the Major League Baseball draft doesn't work that way. 
And right now, if everything stays status quo, the Mets will be drafting either 11th or 12th in the Major League Baseball draft next year, which, again, is mediocre. The worst place that you can be in a draft, the worst place that you can be in any sport, is just mediocre. And that's where the Mets are. Okay, so let's move on to the Jets. So I had my 12-2 and season, 12-2 and start for the Mets. Mets were very good. I was happy. In fact, if you remember back on the show in June, I was ecstatic. There's no way. So the Mets, the, uh, sorry, the Jets. The Jets come out, game one. Whoa, new, new quarterback, Sam Darnold. Jets trade up two extra second-round picks, both theirs from next year in 2019, and they also gave up the second-round pick that they acquired for Sheldon Richardson last year from Seattle. And here we have three second-round picks in total, plus their first-round pick to go up and get the quarterback of the future, Sam Darnold. I didn't have a problem with it then. I thought it was a little much, but if you're getting the sec- if you're getting your stud, if you're getting your guy, three second-round picks, when you look at the past and you look at the RG3 trades, or you look at other trades that happened, Carson Wentz, three seconds, really not that big of a deal. But, okay, so the Jets go up and they make their, their draft, and they get Sam Donald. Well, we know they weren't going up to get Sam Donald. They were going up to get Baker Mayfield, who they thought would slip to third. I was quite happy with Sam Donald. I will not, not steer you wrong. I was happy when it happened. The one guy I wanted for the last two years, his name was Josh Allen. He slips to the Buffalo Bills. And here we are in week one, and Sam Darnold looks like the second coming. Second coming of who? Not really sure. Probably the second coming of Joe Namath. But this is what all Jets fans think. Second coming. We got this. No way. We're 1-0. We're going to finish 8-8. Because we're starting out on a great way. We decimated, decimated those Detroit Lions in, in Monday Night Football. Then we come out in week two, we throw a clucker. Because, of course, we do. And here we are week three against the team that drafted Baker Mayfield, number one, those Cleveland Browns. Those Cleveland Browns that haven't won in over 600 days, ladies and gentlemen, 600 days. Do you know what I've done in 600 days? You know how many countries I've been to in 600 days? They haven't won a game in 600 days. Almost two years. And, of course, Thursday Night Football, Jets come out. They're playing great. They're play, they are playing defense like nobody's business. They have wrapped up Tyrod Taylor. There is no way that they can lose this game. They got this game in hand, no problemo. And then the injury. They hit Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor goes down. The first thing I thought of, ladies and gentlemen, was the last quarterback that the Jets put out of commission. This is about 13 years ago. Guy out of Michigan, drafted in the sixth round, came in to replace the number one pick in the draft, From 1983, Drew Bledsoe, and we all know how that turned out. And for the last 13 or so years, 
one Thomas Brady, has been completely decimating the New York Jets. The first thing I thought of, I said, there's no way. There's no way that the Jets could start this career the same way that they started Baker Mayfield's career, uh, started Tom Brady's career. And as I watched the rest of the Thursday night game, I watched and watched and sat there on my couch watching and realizing that here we go again. Jets starting out really, really well and just not doing anything to back it up. The offense stagnated. Sam Darnold stagnated. The defense, I don't know where the heck they went. They, they probably went to sleep for the second half. And back come the Browns. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. So after not winning for 600 days, almost two years, of course, the Jets are the victims of those Cleveland Browns. And I just shook my head. And I continue to shake my head because it's not like I can have good things in sports. I haven't had good things since 2003 when Syracuse won a national championship. I don't ask for much. I ask for some winning seasons. I ask for some playoff seasons. Now, granted, the Mets did give me a playoff season a couple of years back. I went to the World Series, but we all know that they weren't going to win. You know why? Because they started well in game one, held a lead, and then they went to extra innings and blew it. So, again, starting well and nothing there. So, I can't have good things. I've come to the understanding that in sports, Sean Palmer cannot have come, not have good things. I start out well. If you look at my career, in, in, when I was born in 1976, yeah, the Mets weren't doing very well. The Islanders were just on the cusp. The Knicks were on the, on not doing very well. Syracuse, all in all, by the time I was 10, I had a team that went to a national championship in Syracuse. I had four Stanley Cups. I had a World Series win. I was doing well. Maybe this is the story, that I start off well, and then I can't finish either when it comes to sports. So I'm miserable. When it comes to my teams, I am absolutely miserable right now. Now, who would have thought that the saving grace, the true saving grace of my fall seasons would be the Syracuse football team? Wow. Now, granted, they haven't played very much. They haven't played uh, any really good teams. They've beaten Western Michigan. They've beaten a a very, very down Florida State. And this week they beat uh, Connecticut. The true test is this week. uh, Sorry, this past week they beat Connecticut. The true test is this upcoming week when they are at Clemson. Now, last year they were able to beat Clemson in in the Carrier Dome. But this year is a whole new story, ladies and gentlemen. And I just can't have good things. So I don't think that's going to happen either. But you know what? One never knows. The, the Qs tend to upset one team a year. So maybe, maybe 12 o'clock on Saturday, maybe this happens. But if all goes according to the way that my sports life goes, I will start good and I will end bad. And the last time this happened, and Syracuse beat Clemson, which was last year. They didn't win a game until the last game of the year, 
and finish 5-8. and eight. This team could win seven games, maybe eight. I mean, it's definitely possible. No question about it. Okay, again, if you'd like to call in 760-283-0846, 760-283-0846. This is uh, just Sean today. No Seth. Seth is uh, out with a uh, family, family issue. He will be back next week for our NHL preview. Either NHL or NBA. We have to figure out which one. Sports are coming up in those two. Uh, sorry, those two sports previews are coming up. So, I got nothing. I got no, I got no, no joy in my baseball. I got no joy in my football. College basketball, you know what? The, Houston's, Houston's ranked 15th going in, 15 or 16, depending on the poll. Uh, this, uh, the, they have the most talent that I've seen on a Syracuse team in 30 years. But talent doesn't win championships. Teamwork wins championships. And I'm not altogether sure that I believe in this team. I just don't. Not really sure that. I hope that they pull something out here. Not sure. And let's go back to the Jets. So those that listen to the show for the past couple of years, they know that I have been spouting and spouting and spouting that I want Josh Allen. I want a guy that can make all the throws. The Jets haven't had a guy that can make all the throws that was under 40 years old since Richard Todd in 1979. And Sam Darnold, while a good quarterback, does not have the arm. He just doesn't. Josh Allen, well, that guy's got the arm. Baker Mayfield, he's got the arm. And over the last couple of weeks, I have seen, I've seen Baker Mayfield pull out a win. I've seen Josh Allen pull out a win and convincingly pull out a win against Minnesota this past week. Actually, the the biggest underdog, I believe, in the last 20 years to win a game at 16 and a half points. I know, because I picked them. I picked the Bills. So I see these two, and every single time I see quarterbacks like them, and I see quarterbacks like Pat Mahomes, who the Jets had a chance to get last year. And still picked Jamal Adams, who I, at the time, completely agreed with. I'm, I'm not going to play revisionist history. I completely agreed with Jamal Adams. I did not want Mitch Jabunski. I did not want a quarterback last year. I wanted one this year. just didn't get the one I wanted. And every time I see these quarterbacks and they make these throws with the flick of the wrist, that's really what it is, the flick of the wrist. I kind of say, what the heck? Why can't I have a quarterback like that? Why can't I have good things? Why can't I have good things? It's, it's, it's very simple, ladies and gentlemen. I just don't have them. If you'd like to call in, again, 760-283-0846. 760-283-0846. We're halfway through the show. We're halfway through my complete and utter, utter bitch session when it comes to New York sports. I don't know how to better explain it. I'm walking on a street. I'm walking on, where am I? I'm walking on Columbus right now, towards Columbus Circle. It's a rainy night in New York. I got the umbrella out. Modern technology is fun, so I can host the show from the sidewalk. 
while walking to the subway on 59th. And I'm sure everybody around here is looking at me going, who's the guy that's talking in this phone and is completely miserable about his teams? Maybe one person's looking at me that way. Not everybody. Most people don't even care. But that's where I'm at right now. Okay. So moving forward. What happened that was good this past week in sports? Well, my, my buddy Jack Holland, who I work with and is probably going to win his fantasy league baseball team, props to you, Jacko, an American League dynasty team, which he tried to convince me to join a couple of years ago. Trust me, if you think you know fantasy baseball, you know nothing until you deal with Jack Holland's league. Dynasty League, which means all 30 players are playing, and you're only taking the American League. No National League. Every single AAA player is basically taken. Almost every AA prospect is taken. Every major leaguer is on a team. It's insane. A couple of years ago, he wanted me to join, but they were giving me a crappy team. So I would have been down and out for a couple of years. I wasn't having anything with that. But at the same time, kudos to Jacko. So, Jack Hop, and if you hear, uh, I'm right outside uh, the ABC station on 66th and Columbus, and somebody obviously has their car alarm going off. So, let's fast forward to what Jack Holland said to me today. So, Seth and I were going to talk last week about how there were various people in the New York area that were already complaining about Saquon Barkley and already complaining about that they should have, the Giants should have picked a quarterback instead of Barkley. They made the wrong pick. Revisionist history, blah, 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 blah. And unfortunately, due to Yom Kippur, we were not able to have that show. And again, apologies for the, for the, for the shows that have not gone on as scheduled this, this month. Jewish holidays, Look, you can never you never have an easy September in New York with the Jewish holiday. It just doesn't work. So again, my apologies. A that I'm on solo tonight. One half of the Seth and Sean Sports Radio show, and the last two weeks have been kind of messed up. Starting next week, we hope to get back to our regular time. Well, we're out of regular time today, 7:30. But regular show, regular time, regular previews for. We got NBA, NCAA basketball, and the NHL coming up. So anyway, so there have been lots and lots of talking about how the Giants messed up and should have taken Saquon Barkley and not, uh, sorry, should have taken the quarterback and not Saquon Barkley. And let me tell you, first of all, those people are dead wrong because it wouldn't matter whether you had Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, or any of the other quarterbacks in the NFL. Tom Brady, Alex Smith, I can name Ben Roethlisberger. I can name them over and over and over again. Any of the quarterbacks in the NFL. The reason a quarterback succeeds is because of two things. One, count that the quarterback has. We all know that. But number two, in the fact that they could stand up while they're playing football. There is a line. There is not a revolving door, a revolving uh, turnstile in the offensive line. 
the issue with the Giants is that their offensive line just stinks. I mean, aside from this week where they actually had some good offensive line play, they're still playing with a right tackle. Eric Flowers, who was a first-round pick, who got benched. But even his backup is not very good. And as I expressed to Seth earlier on in our shows, in the first week of the NFL season, this is not a problem that is fixable throughout the season. This is going to be a problem until the next, next year, when they draft or go get a right tackle. Much the same way as they got a left tackle, overpaid for him, in Nate Soldier, but they did get a left tackle. Now they got to go get a right tackle. They thought they had that solved with Eric Flowers. That wasn't the case. So Saquon Barkley really has absolutely no place to run, let alone has no place to run because there are no, there are no holes in that offensive line. So I don't care if you have Jim Brown, Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, any of these guys. They are not going to be able to run through a hole that is completely and utterly non-existent. And that's what Saquon Barkley did. But why am I bringing this up? Why am I bringing up Saquon Barkley? Because my buddy Jack Holland, again, congratulations on the Rotisserie League win this year, or at least so far, brought up a good point. He said, he said to me today, did you see what Saquon Barkley did in the end zone on Sunday? So, Barkley scores his first touchdown against the Texans this past weekend. And as he scores, his buddy, or his wide receiver, Odell Beckham, comes running up with the hopes of celebrating with Saquon Barkley. It's his first NFL touchdown. You would think that this guy would be not only happy, but basically deliriously happy because he scored his first NFL touchdown. And would love to celebrate with Odell Beckham. But no, 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 that wasn't the case. What actually happened, ladies and gentlemen, is that Saquon Barkley basically shook his head at Odell Beckham and smiled and said, you know what? I mean, you could basically read it in his, in his body language in that I've been here before. I know what I'm doing. And he just casually gave the ball to the umpire. And that was the end. That was the end of the celebration. So when you're looking for guys that you can root for, and granted, I root for the Giants right after I root for the Jets. There is no Yankees, Mets. There's no Islanders, Rangers. I root for both teams. I will root for this guy just for that one. He's not cocky. He's a good kid, it seems like. And it's strange to say that football players are good kids. But they're good. he's a good kid. So, congratulations to Saquon Barkley on his first NFL touchdown. But even better, congratulations to Saquon Barkley on being a good person, on being not flamboyant. You don't need to be Odell Beckham. You don't need to be Ezekiel Elliott and jump into a um, Salvation Army tub to get noticed. The true Giant fans, of which Mr. Holland is, and his friends, all took notice of what you did the other night. So if you're going to be proud of something, and Giant fans, you should be proud of the way that the Giants played this week against the Texans. 
this is something to be proud of. This is a guy that you're going to want. This is a guy that you have to believe in. This is not a guy you turn on. I'm sick and tired of both Jets, Giants fans, really New York fans, turning on players when they just, there's no need to do such. I mean, really, the guy's, what, six months out of, out of college. So if you got something to turn on, that's it. Okay. So we got about five minutes left in the show. I am uh, really glad, actually, because my mouth and my throat is getting a little sore. We've only been talking for 25 straight minutes. No big deal. Anyway, so let's keep going. So five minutes left in the show. Number one personal note for me. To my mother, and I know you don't listen to the show, uh, not because you don't want to listen. It's because I'm not sure you would know how to operate the show on your Internet. So to my mother, Arlen Palmer, or Arlen Hansen at this point, uh, I wish you a very speedy recovery. Uh, my mom went in for hip replacement surgery yesterday, and she's doing very well. She came out with no problems in the surgery, but I know it's a long road ahead. I know that your family is behind you 100%, and I hope you have a very speedy recovery, and I will see you in a couple of months, hopefully up and about and on the mend and doing everything that you want to do, including traveling as well. Okay. What else? So we have four more minutes to go. To those that have stayed with the show for five years, look, I don't get to host the show a lot by myself, probably because it's really hard to talk for a half hour straight. But thank you for joining the show. Thank you for staying with us. Thank you for doing for calling in, for posting, for tweeting. Thank you for it all. Because at the end of the day, this show is nothing if not for, with its fans. So you guys have done a tremendous job for us, and we thank you very much for it. And we hope that you'll continue with the show in the upcoming years. Look, we've been doing this for over four years now. We're coming up on close to our fifth year, if not more than that. I think it's six years, actually. Look, I mean, I've been in New York for seven years, so... Maybe it's seven. It's been a long time. We've done really well. And hopefully in the next couple of months, we'll be having an announcement where we'll do something a little bit more than what we do normally. So we thank you very much for staying with the broadcast every single week or even when you can just get the podcast. Okay. So for Seth Caymans, this is Sean Palmer. Next week, we're going to have back to our regular schedule, 730 to 830. Even if Seth can't make it, I will host with somebody else and figure out maybe my brother will come in because it's an NHL preview. Maybe we'll up it to 8 o'clock if he has a – maybe he'll come on at 8 o'clock for the NHL preview since he is our NHL guru. And then after that, we have successful weeks of the NBA preview and then the NCAA basketball preview. Okay. So please tune in. For Seth Kamins, this is Sean Palmer. BackSportsPage.com, Blog Talk Radio, and we'll leave you with the boys are back.
been away Haven't changed, had much to say But man, I still think them cats are great They were asking if you were around How you was, where you could be found Told them you were living downtown Driving all the old men crazy everybody and we'll check you out next week. See ya.